Shalom, dearest brothers and sisters in Christ. Today, we're going to take a look at the life of Saint Agnes of Vietnam. Saint Agnes hails from Vietnam and she is one of those 117 martyrs who died for the faith. She was born in the year 1781, north of Koko China, North Vietnam basically, and she married at the age of 16 or 17 according to accounts, they vary slightly, but she was married by the age of 16 or 17 to another Christian. And they led a quiet, devout Christian life. They were faithful to Jesus, they were faithful to the gospel, they were faithful to the Catholic Church. And they gave birth to six children. St. Agnes was basically a devout Catholic mother who prayed and who carried out her duties with much holiness. Now, by the time she was 60 years old, there was much persecution going on in Vietnam. And as a result, she was one of those who were caught, along with a priest and another parishioner. They were caught and put in prison. And because she was a woman, the judge decided that she should not only be tortured physically, but she should also be tortured psychologically out of fear that torturing a woman physically could ultimately put her to death. But in the end, they did torture her tremendously, even physically. Not only did they use thick wooden blocks to hit her legs, but they also tortured her with poisonous snakes. And amidst all of this suffering, Agnes of Vietnam said this, and I'm a quote, they beat me very aggressively that not even men would be able to bear it. But I am thankful to Our Lady for her graces that I should not feel the pain. And this is what she told her husband who came to visit her in prison. She was standing for the faith, refusing to stand down. Interrogated repeatedly, the guards hit her with a stick. But then she did not give in, found that she was still brave. She did not want to renounce her faith. Then they used a large wooden bar to whip her legs and it still did not work. At times, they took more brutal measures, more extreme measures where they decided to tie her up, bind her legs and release poisonous snakes so that it could crawl into the pants of St. Agnes of Vietnam. St. Agnes inevitably panicked. She panicked, she, but she prayed earnestly in that moment that God would grant her the grace to endure if there is any pain. And to the surprise of the guards around her, she stayed surprisingly calm. She stood still, she sat still rather, and she didn't even move. The snakes did not even bite her eventually, and they eventually got out of her pants. Our witnesses tell us, Miss Agnes had been beaten so brutally that her body was full of blood. Does that remind you of something? If you have watched the movie Passion of Christ by Mel Gibson, you would have seen the scenes where Jesus was full of blood. And I go on quoting the witness. Yet she is still happy and still wanted to endure more. She was still happy even though she was filled with blood and she wanted to endure more. This is the grace that God gives to martyrs, to those who take that brave road to martyrdom. And when her daughters came to visit her, they could not take it. They could not accept the fact that their mother was there full of blood, clothes all patchy, dying, gasping for breath because of the torture, but still so at peace. They started to cry and cry for the physical torture that they could see was inflicted on their mother. So what did she say to her children? 
Do not cry. These are my red roses of courage. I am suffering in the name of Jesus. Why are you crying? These are my red roses of courage. She looks at her blood as the red rose of courage. She is suffering in the name of Jesus. Why are you crying, my daughters? And her husband even tried to persuade her to reconsider her cause, to reconsider what she was fighting for here, for the sake of their children. But she replied to her husband, and I quote, I entrust the children to you. Trust in God. As for me, I will trust and follow Jesus to the end. St. Agnes of Vietnam loved her family very much. She loved her husband. She loved her six children. But she realized that this capacity to love in the first place came from Jesus. And she realized whom she should love more. And that is Jesus. Though she loves her family, she loves Jesus more. And Matthew chapter 10 verse 37 tells us this. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. In the story of St. Agnes of Vietnam, we see clearly that St. Agnes loves Jesus more than her children. And therefore, she is worthy of Jesus. When her children come crying to her, begging her to just come home, to stop fighting this, to stop fighting the government, to stop fighting the officials, to stand down, to not fight for the faith anymore. She could not do that because her love for Jesus was an overriding factor. Her love for Jesus was way more than the love for her family. Although she did love her family very much indeed. The story of St. Agnes of Vietnam reminds me of the story of Iron Man in Endgame. You know, first, when the Avengers approached him with Endman with the idea to go back in time, to do a sort of time travel, they approached Tony Stark to help execute their plan because he had the brains and he had the equipment to do it. They approached Tony Stark who at this point in the movie, the starting part of the movie, already had a wife and a daughter. He had already gotten married. He had already settled down. And he was considered so lucky because he and his wife survived the snap of Thanos where half of the universe was wiped out. He and his wife survived and they could make a daughter together. He was living a happy life with his wife and his daughter. And the Avengers come with Ant-Man to propose a plan to him, asking for his help to execute this plan of time travel, to go back in time and to reset whatever Thanos had done, to bring back the half of the universe that Thanos had wiped out with the snap. At first, Tony Stark refuses. He says, no, I don't want to give up what I already have. I do not want to give up my wife and my daughter. At this point of the movie, Tony Stark fell short of Matthew 10.37 because he loved his daughter more than Jesus. He loved his daughter more than the greater cause at hand. He loved his family more than what he had to fight for for the rest of the world, for the rest of the universe. He was more interested in himself. So Tony Stark had a choice. If he was to go with the plan of the Avengers and the Ant-Man, he could save the entire universe. But there was a high probability, a great risk of losing his own life, dying in battle, and maybe even ultimately not even saving the whole universe. So there was a risk that he could win and die, or he could lose and die, or he could win and live. The chances and the probability seemed to be against him and for some reason he knew it deep within him. 
Now in the next scene in this movie, Iron Man ultimately makes a decision. You know, as he is washing the dishes, they portray him as a restless character. He puts the dishes down and he takes a look at a frame, a frame of a picture of him and Spider-Man at some event, of him and Peter Parker at some event. And this moves him, this moves him because Peter Parker is one of those who died during the snap, who disappeared during the snap of Thanos, along with the rest of the half of the universe. And this moved Iron Man to make a decision to actually find out if it is possible to come up with a model for this so-called time travel as proposed by Ant-Man. So he goes to his artificial intelligence equipment and he does the job and the model comes up almost immediately. After which he brings up this successful model to his wife. Half of him wants to save the world, the other half wants to just stay at home. To just put aside this plan, this ability, this potential to save the rest of the world. To fight for the greater good, for the greater cause at hand. And he expresses all of this to his wife. And when he says, you know, I wish I could just put all of this aside. I wish I could just take this, put it in a lockbox and throw it to the bottom of the ocean and go to bed. And his wife turns to him in turn and asks him, but would you be able to rest? So the wife gives him the green light to go and do what he has to do so that he can have the peace of mind and rest at night to at least do his part in the battle. And Tony Stark goes on. He goes with the Avengers, they get the time travel thing done, ultimately they win and we arrive at the scene where Tony Stark, Iron Man himself is the one who is the deciding factor in the game, in the end game. And he was the one who did the snap to make Thanos and his entire gang disappear. He saves the day, but the snap proves to be too powerful for him to even bear. The impact of the snap was too powerful, was detrimental to his own health. And we have this scene where he lays on the ground, where he sits against an object and he is dying. And his wife comes up to him and says, you can rest now, you can rest now. This reminds me of the story of St. Agnes. She left behind her husband and her children and trusted them to the Lord. And she went and she fought the battle to defend the faith, to fight for Christianity. What Tony Stark and St. Agnes of Vietnam had in mind was the future of others, was the sake of the others. For the sake of others, they were willing to lay down their life, leave their families whom they love very much and fight for the greater cause. Tony Stark left his family behind and fought for the universe for the rest of the universe, laid down his life for the rest of the, the universe. St. Agnes left her family behind, laid down her life and fought for the Catholic faith. She was willing to die for the faith. The blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. Because of St. Agnes' heroic virtue and witness, the faith in Vietnam flourished after her death. Because of Tony Stark's heroic virtue and witness, he defeated Thanos and the enemy the rest of the enemies, and therefore the universe was safe. There was no longer a risk of half of the universe being annihilated. Tony Stark reminds us of the witness of not only St. Agnes of Vietnam, but a lot of martyrs out there who leave their families behind 
who choose Jesus over their families, who choose Jesus over mother, father, son, daughter. And I would like to add this, who choose Jesus over father, mother, son, daughter, for the sake of their father, their mother, their son, and the daughter. Now that they have died for the faith, their parents, their children have an opportunity to tap into the faith, to live out their faith more fully, because the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. So St. Agnes, pray for us in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. St. Agnes, please pray and intercede for us to rise up with heroic virtue just as you did. In these troubling times amidst this COVID-19 pandemic, we face a lot of attacks, we face a lot of persecutions, troubles, and hardships. But help us to fix our eyes on Jesus just as you fix your eyes on Jesus amidst being hit with wooden blocks, being attacked with poisonous snakes, being attacked and tortured in so many ways physically, psychologically. You stood your ground and you fixed your eyes on Jesus. You never stepped down. You never shied away. But you stood up. You stepped out of your comfort zone. Help us to do the same in our lives. Help us to sacrifice ourselves. Help us to die to ourselves daily. Help us to live out our faith for the gospel of Jesus Christ. That wherever we go, people will see us as witnesses of Jesus. Dearest Saint Agnes, help us to lay down our life for Jesus, for the sake of the gospel. Help us to stop navel gazing and to start Jesus gazing, to look at our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To fix our gaze on Him day in, day out. In the morning when we rise, in the evening when we have put our heads to rest, help us to fix our gaze on Jesus and Jesus alone. St. Agnes, pray and intercede for us that we may rise with heroic virtue, rise up to great levels of sanctity, that we may never shy away from the great task that the Lord entrusts to us day in and day out. In the, name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So my brothers and sisters, I would like to ask us so all of you to check out City on the Hill. Amanda Lee from City on the Hill is the one who designed this beautiful illustration of St. Agnes of Vietnam. And she has an online shop. You can just scan this QR code to access the online shop or click the link in the description box or in the Linktree website in my bio. Just go to the website, check out. There's a ton of cool Christian merchandise, Catholic merchandise, including this t-shirt, I Belong to Jesus, this print over here, the Holy Family, and many other stickers of saints, etc. Go and check it out and purchase this material or this equipment which can be tools for evangelization. Until next week, God bless.